This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Country Wine and Spirits is America's number one online liquor store. You can go there and find anything that you want and maybe a couple things that you never knew that existed and you just got to try it. They carry everything, all the name brands that you're familiar with, whether it's Jameson's or Crown Royal or Swole Tequila. They got everything that you're going to need there, including bar supplies and whatever else you're going to need to create your own home bar. So head over to cwspirits.com and remember, use discount code Hey five, that's brand new as of right now. Hey five at checkout and get 5% off your entire order. And remember free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Paramount plus get in loser. Mean girls is now streaming on Paramount plus join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Over $125. It's a great deal. You got to go check it out. Head over to CWSpirits.com. Use discount code HEY5 at checkout. This is Chelsea Patterson from Hawthorne, New Jersey, and you are listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your host, Anthony. I'll be your bartender for the evening. And tonight, I have a guest on the show with me. She is a freshly new bartender, and she is also the creator of Tiny Potion Simple Syrup. Chelsea, welcome to Hey Bartender Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. So you're talking to me right now from Hawaii. That's got to be pretty cool this time of year. It is absolutely stunning. I am very grateful. It's very lucky that you're out there because before I started uh, recording this podcast, people, I was uh, just telling Chelsea here that it was 112 degrees here at the middle of June in Texas. And you were saying in Hawaii you were getting what? This is roughly 80 degrees, a little bit high humidity and partly cloudy skies, but I rather sweat than shiver, so give me the heat. Maybe I'll come visit you next time. <laughs> well, it's very, very dry heat uh, out here, and I I kind of uh, debate, because uh, dry heat makes me feel like I'm on fire, and hum- humid heat makes me feel like I'm basting, and I'm not sure which I like more or hate more. Right. Or, you know? <laughs> But are you, uh, you're on kind of a family getaway vacation right now? A little vacation. I'm extremely lucky. My parents live here part-time. So whenever I can get out to Hawaii, I take that opportunity to come. So where do you, uh, where do you call home? Home uh, right now is New Jersey. I was born and raised in New York, but I just moved to New Jersey about two and a half years ago. Jersey. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, well, I'm going to skip all the Kevin Smith jokes, uh, or, you know, <laughs> have you been to quick stop or, you know, anything like that, but cause, uh, New Jersey's a lot bigger than I think it is. I've had a lot of people that, uh, I've been my, on my show that have been in New York and work around that area. So that's uh, pretty cool. So before we really get started here, why don't you, uh, give us a little, little bit about yourself. I am a, technically I still consider myself a stay-at-home mom, but I just recently snagged, finally, a bartending job 
at my local Irish pub in my town. And so I am bartending there, which is a lot of fun. And on the side, I make simple syrups, just a little small business I have that I uh, run out of my house or I use a commercial kitchen in Brooklyn, depending on who I'm selling to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to talk about that a little uh, in a little bit. So like you know, uh, you listen to the show. Thank you very much for that, by the way. At the beginning of every show, I like to have my guests give a drink special. What do you have for us today? All right, I have a hibiscus sparkler for you. It is two ounces of tequila, one ounce of hibiscus simple syrup, the juice of one lime. You shake and strain that into a wine glass filled with ice, and you top it with kava. I will always say kava over Prosecco or champagne because I am biased. I spent my honeymoon in Spain and went on a wine tour, so kava will always hold a special part in my heart, place in my heart. And you can garnish that with a lime wheel and some fresh raspberries. And what kind of tastes, what kind of sensations do you get from it? So I think it is the perfect summer cocktail because it has a nice citrus feel to it. It's light and a little bit of a tartness due to that hibiscus simple syrup and lime juice. Well, if any of you out there try the hibiscus sparkler, please let me know what you thought about it. Just email me dude at heybartenderpodcast.com or you can even let Chelsea know uh, at Tiny Potions on Instagram, right? Awesome. Well, so now let's get down to it. Uh, before we started recording, you mentioned that you were working at sea, working in the Merchant Marines and all that stuff. Yes, I went to the United States Merchant Marine Academy and graduated with a third mate's license from the United States Coast Guard. So straight out of school, I was sailing on commercial vessels for almost six years. And then I had my daughter and decided as much as I love my career and I did not want to give it up, my daughter did not sign up for me being gone a minimum of six months out of the year. So I transitioned into being a stay-at-home mom. Um, at the exact same time, I also, or when I found out I was pregnant with her, I decided to pursue another dream of mine that I had was by becoming a bartender. So I had gone to bartending school in February of 2020 and then started applying um, all over New York City. And then, as we all know, it happened in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. So it took a really long time for me to land a bartending job just because initially people were not hiring. And then once people were hiring, they had no interest in me because I had absolutely zero experience in the service industry. And I guess a lot of people just found that it was weird that a 30-year-old was under like pursuing a new career, I guess. Um, and they just found that interesting slash weird. So... It took two and a half years for me to finally get hired. And now um, I'm bartending at an Irish pub called Celtic Corner in Hawthorne, New Jersey. And I am so incredibly grateful for them that they gave me this opportunity. Now, origin stories like this are what I'm really into because there's a lot of people out there that want to be bartenders or are uh, want to, you know, just be in this, uh, be in that life. And they don't, realize how incredibly difficult it can be sometimes. I mean, I've made comments in the past saying that once a bartender finds their place, they find that niche in the wall and they don't leave to find a position because the position's already folded and that person's probably going to stay there for as long as possible. And But you managed to stick it out and COVID, I'm sure, was very frustrating for you and everybody else looking for a job or trying to keep their job. Uh, around that time, right. but uh, uh, you know, 
kudos to you for, you know, staying on top of it and uh, really trying to get behind the bar. But that didn't happen right away, though. Did you, uh, you said in the emails that we talked about before that you had to be a server for a little while. Yes. So um, I was applying left and right initially first in the Brooklyn, Queens, uh, Manhattan area, just because when COVID hit, I was still living in Brooklyn at the time. And like I said, nobody was interested. And then when I finally moved out to Jersey, um, a place did hire me in town, but they said I got hired in January. And then they said by June, I would be a bartender. So once it started getting closer to May, I started asking them, hey, hey, can we please start training me to be a bartender? And they just kept getting the runaround. It was really frustrating. And I unfortunately have a horrible time advocating for myself. So I just kept saying like, um, I don't know, like every week I would bang into the bar manager and ask him, hey, can we finally start training me? Like I'll come in my own time, my free time, whatever. Um, and just basically like honest, the guy would just run away from me in the bar. <laughs> and then I realized that whenever I was working, he was never around. So I was like, okay, he straight up is um, avoiding me. So I discussed with my husband. I was just like, listen, it's now it's beginning of July. And I was like, okay, he said I'd be a bartender by June. Like uh, there's absolutely nothing against waitressing. I loved it. It was still money mm-hmm. and I will never say no to extra money. It was also experience. Um, I met a lot of great people in town because of that job. But I said to my husband, I was like, they're not holding up to their promise. And like, I need to have some self-respect for myself. And so my husband had initially said, just waited out a couple more months. But I was just like, you know what? Like, no, I already gave them seven months of my life. That's seven months of, cause I work evenings. So I was like, that's seven months of me missing bath time with my daughter and putting my daughter to bed. And I was starting to like eat me alive just because again, I was not getting any closer to my end goal of becoming a bartender. So I went in one day and I was like super respectful. And I said like, listen, like I've, I've asked you so many times to please start training me since being here. You've hired three other bartenders and I'm still waitressing. And I don't want to say still waitressing because again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with waitressing. That just wasn't my end goal. Um, so then I just politely said, I was just like, like, this place is great. I'm so happy here. Like the other waitresses I worked with were phenomenal. Like we're still Instagram friends and we still like cheer each other on with each story that we post and check in on each other. But I was just like, I need to, I need to leave. Like you're holding me back from reaching my end goal. So I left that place in July of 2021. And then, um, I actually had my second son in fall or I had my son, my second child in fall. And then came around uh, end of winter this year, beginning of spring. I was like, I'm ready to start working again. Just because as much as I love the title stay-at-home mom, like I want to just, again, pursue my dream of becoming a bartender. Like I am not a quitter. Yeah. Um, so then you. I started again applying to, like, <laughs> again, started applying to, um, I was I was being a little bit, um, oh gosh, what's the right word? Um, specific. I wanted to stay close to home. Uh, so I was only applying to my town and the few surrounding towns around me. So I do understand that I was severely limiting myself, but then sure enough, um, the other Irish pub in my town contacted me and said, Hey, we want you, but we want you to know like every aspect of the, of the restaurant. So I came in, I trained a couple days as hostess, a couple more days as a waitress, a couple more days as a food runner. I think I waitressed with them for about, two or three weeks. And then I started training as a bartender and now we flip flop. I'm sometimes bartending some shifts and sometimes waitressing some shifts. 
So I'm super excited. And like, finally, I can finally call myself a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> Even I've had my license, but I just feel like nothing against getting your license at a organized school, but I feel like now I'm the real deal. <laughs> yeah. It, um, I've had a number of jobs like that where, uh, they want you to know all the aspects so you can, uh, both be a, you know, cover a server shift or, you know, be behind the bar. I didn't ever have to deal with the kitchen, uh, which I think that's a totally different monster. And I, you know, respect my cooks because they get more pressure than I did. But uh, when you first started in the, as a server, was that your first job in the restaurant industry? It was. Technically, um, back in the day, my aunt owned a inn in the Catskills in New York. And just like for fun on weekends in the summers, I'd help out. And I remember I was like, I don't know, I would like clean the tables and like refill their like hot water and tea or hot water and coffee just because, I mean, I don't, God, I don't even know. I was like eight years old. So it totally <laughs> was, you know, just helping my aunt out in her little uh, small business in. I mean, I say that just like as a joke because it's just something fun to do in the summers. But technically, yes, this was my very first shot at waitressing. Now, going from the Merchant Marines to stay-at-home mom to a server. Uh, now, this is just being a server uh, before we get into the bartending bit. Did you have any, say, uh, uh, shock of customer uh, going into customer service? I want to say no, only because... I had been looking for a bartending job for so long that I figured to help make my resume look better, I started reading bartending books and listening to bartending podcasts. And I quickly learned that customer service is just so important in these jobs. So I definitely learned to a certain extent the easy way of what to look out for and then what to avoid and just give me a heads up about certain things. Um, But it was different just, in general, um, being in the Merchant Marine, I'm on a thousand foot long vessel and I have a crew of 20 people. And, but of those 20 people, I'll maybe interact with five throughout the day. (laughs) And then going into the service industry, your entire, whatever, eight hour plus shift is talking nonstop. Yeah. So that was definitely new to me. I'm definitely getting used to and getting better at the small talk situation and borderline being people's therapists. (laughs) which that was just new just because my former industry was you barely talk to anybody. And then I went to being a stay at home mom where I'm only talking to my daughter who just recently started saying full sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just remember my first couple of shifts working as waitressing. I would like go home with a sore throat just because I was not used to talking that much. (laughs) (laughs) I all through all throughout high school, I generally was a, fairly quiet guy. Uh, but I, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people would come over to me and talk to me about their, you know, whatever problems. And I never, it was unsolicited. They just all of a sudden, yeah, I'm having this problem at home and I'm, huh? And so getting used to that aspect of, of bartending where people want to bend your ear a little bit, just get something off their chest. Like, uh, there was one girl that, uh, she said, don't tell anybody, but I, you know, uh, I'm keeping this quiet, but I'm thinking about leaving my husband and I'm like, Hey, lips are sealed. You know, uh, Cause I knew her husband too. They both came into the bar and I was like, lips are sealed. You won't, uh, you won't hear anything f- uh, about it from me. And she, you know, spent the rest of the night, uh, 
telling me about what the problems were, what was going on. And I gave her absolutely no advice because I've, I wasn't married. I'm still not married. I, I can't give you marriage advice because I've never done it. But it was the funniest thing, though. I felt like a soundboard because mm-hmm. she's told all this stuff to me. I know I kept my mouth shut, but two days later, everybody knew about it. And and I sat back and thought, well, maybe she just wanted to get my reaction to, you know, uh, she just wanted to say it out loud to somebody and get my reaction on it. And, right. you know, people people do that with bartenders and uh, it's uh, they're well, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but, uh, but it's, it's interesting how uh, um, in uh, the first ever episode of Star Trek, it was called the cage. uh, It was pilot episode of Star Trek. The doctor uh, of the ship went up to the captain and just to talk to the captain and he poured him a drink and handed it to him. And he says, what's this for? And the doctor says, I find that people tell their bartender um, more stories than they tell their doctor. And it turns out that's true. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, you know, I had to throw a Star Trek reference in there somewhere. <laughs> so you, you really had to, uh, you really kept your head into it and you, uh, you really stuck to it before you, you got a job that actually, uh, promised to get you behind a bar that didn't work out. And then you actually got behind the bar. Now you've dealt with customers. Now the difference between, um, serving customers at the table and serving the customers at the bar, that can be vastly different. Did you have any issues with that? Because when you're dealing with a person at a table, you come over, maybe a little small talk, take their order, check on them, maybe a little bit more small talk, drop off the bill, they're gone. But when they're sitting at the bar, they're ordering drink after drink after drink, and sometimes they want to ramble, give you a story. Um, you haven't been a bartender for that long, but uh, have you experienced that yet? I have experienced that. It actually just happened at my last shift before I came to Hawaii, and I remember I got stuck talking to somebody and she was really going through it and I'm not really sure if she wanted advice or listening ear. So I did more of a listening in ear and then just try to give her a little bit of tidbit of just so she could hang in there and get through it. But it was really hard to break away from her. And actually this was, I was working a shift all by myself. So I had to float throughout the bar. And when I was finally able to like sneak away from her I went to like the other group of guys at the end of the table and I like go to apologize to them. Cause it's been a minute since I checked in on them and they were like, don't worry. We know how she is. Like you're doing great. Like we know you're new. We're regulars here. Like they were so understanding and left a great tip. Um, so thankfully I have experienced it, but that's what I love. You talked about in the future or in a past episode of working for like mom and pop shops. And that's what I feel like I'm working at a mom and pop uh, restaurant bar. And I'm so grateful for that because you have those routine people and they like, no, they know your personality. They know if you're going to have an off day, they're understanding. Um, Everybody knows that I'm new and everybody's been like really easy on me because they have been a few times here and I'm just like, I've never even heard of this drink before. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But they're patient with me as I quickly like pull out my phone to Google it because I don't want to mess it up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, back when I was a bartender, uh, smartphones weren't on the market yet. Uh, in fact, most of my bartending career, I used a Nokia 5100 series. So I didn't, I had to keep a book, an actual book with paper kids, 
uh, and, uh, you know, keep it behind the bar and, you know, guaranteed it wouldn't have uh, some of the drinks that some people would ask for. But like you've probably heard me say before, there are a thousand different drinks made a thousand different ways, made it uh, named a thousand different things. And there's, you know, like one drink, it has eight different names just because a restaurant decided to call it something different. And so you kind of have to keep up with that a little bit. But uh, I I watched a couple of your videos and you have a couple of unique ways that you make your particular drinks. Uh, When people like I watched your Long Island iced tea video. And oh, that one I got a lot of hate for on on YouTube. Oh, unfortunately, oh, I spent yeah, all morning happens. deleting comments. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that happens, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on you because, uh, you know, it's teach their own. How, however, you make your Long Island iced tea, but <laughs> teach their own on how how they make their drinks. But, um, uh, adding whiskey when you added whiskey to your Long Island iced tea, I thought. So she likes whiskey with her Long Island iced tea. Some people like tequila with their Long Island iced tea. Uh, uh, but in other parts of the United States, if you add tequila to your Long Island iced tea, that's called a Texas tea. Or, uh, oh, okay. Or the long, real Long Island iced, or the supposedly real Long Island iced tea. Um, just vodka, gin, rum, triple six, sweet and sour, and seven. Or sweet and sour and Coke, sorry. And so you, with your knowledge of how to make a drink, uh, and people come up and ask for a drink and you make it the way that you know how, were there any surprises for the customers? So far, not yet. I haven't had anybody complain about a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's, Thank God. <laughs> uh, like, uh, the, my biggest complaint about a cocktail, uh, uh, the Collinses, you, you got your Tom Collins, you got your, anyway, uh, I can't remember them all right now, but, right. uh, I was listening to a comedy album a long time ago and there was this part where they in they're in their old West and they, uh, discover corn. You know, the Indians are making corn. Hey, now, uh, great corn. Now we can make whiskey. We've been waiting hundreds for years for this. I just invented a Tom Collins. Okay. Somebody ordered a Tom Collins in my bar and I put whiskey with Collins mix and they got mad because I, Tom Collins doesn't have whiskey in it. I, is it vodka gin? I like I said I got I believe this. Vodka, but definitely don't quote me on that because now I need to redo my uh, uh, Long Island Ice Tea video. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, do do what you want with those videos. Let people complain about it. That's how, when people complain about it. That's how you get popular. I've got one video on. <laughs> I've got one video on TikTok where I talk about a girl on her twenty-one run, and that's how my TikTok account blew up. But gotcha. uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I accidentally gave him I gave him a wrong the wrong liquor to go into Tom Collins, and he got mad. But my coworker who had been in the business for many years longer than me, she's like, he's new, he's in his twenties, and nobody orders Collinses anymore. <laughs> and uh, these Might people, be on your back. yeah, and uh, these people were like in their mid fifties or something like that, and sh- they're like, okay, yeah, well, I guess I can see that, <laughs> and. But, uh, you know, just, you know, you know, do a little, give you a little bit of coaching to uh, what to expect. If, if you make a mistake on a drink, worst they could do is send it back. And, That's true. And, and then we get to enjoy it, maybe. <laughs> and like I've said uh, a thousand times, if you don't know how to make them, just ask them. Because uh, most of the people, when you just, when you ask them, how do you make that? They uh, are happy that you're going to make it 
the way they like it. Uh, right. They know they're going to get their drink right. But uh, I had to calm myself down because they somebody asked for a, a drink that was specific to another restaurant in town. And they called it whatever, something, and charged $15 for it. And they, I, I said, well, what's in that drink? And they said, uh, well, you have to use Smirnoff. You have to use, uh, you know, the all top shelf liquors. Um, and I stopped and I thought about it and I said, that's a Cadillac margarita. Uh, or no, yeah, it, uh, not Smirnoff, but you, you had to use Cuervo 1800. You had to use Grand Marnier. And I said, that's a Cadillac margarita. What do you, uh, why are you calling it that? And well, that's what they call it over at this other restaurant. So yeah, get used to that too. <laughs> Von Payne is made for those who want to explore the possibilities of the night. Different, unique, and not like the others. Founded by people who live on the fringe of the alternative communities, enjoyed by all. Von Payne Black Whiskey features a one-of-a-kind heavy metal gargoyles pour spout that is guaranteed to capture the attention of anyone around you when you pour a glass of this deep ruby red blended whiskey. This is a premium blended whiskey infused with natural black currant. At 45% ABV, you will experience many levels of wow factor from the look of the bottle itself, the metal gargoyle, and the great taste of the black currant with the blend of their whiskey. Von Payne Black is now available at CW Spirits. Remember to use code HAY5 at checkout for 5% off. Hey, bartender. There actually was one time they I had a customer order. He and his wife ordered a Manhattan. And That's a tough I guess drink they to won, I think, I forget which way it went, but I think I served it in a lowball glass, mm-hmm. but they wanted it in a martini glass. And they're like so upset about it. And I was like, listen, I have no problem redoing it. You're coming out to a restaurant. You should get exactly what you want. Cause I don't want your experience ruined. Like I get it when like you're specifically craving something and it doesn't come out exactly how you want it. Like, I don't mind redoing it. I want to make the customer happy. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. Uh, right. But to an extent, have you had any irate, irate customers yet where you could absolutely do nothing right? As a waitress, I want to say yes. Mm. Thankfully, as a bartender, not yet. But then again, that might be only because I've had, what, maybe four or five shifts underneath my belt. So maybe it's coming, unfortunately. Uh, The waitressing, did that prepare you? Well, you changed restaurants at one point, but did you get to know the regulars uh, before you jump behind the bar? Did you take the time to get to know names, get to know preferences and stuff like that? A little bit. Um, At this place I'm currently working at they I was a waitress for less than a month um, working maybe like two times a week so I did get to learn some of the regulars but not nearly as much as I would like and then I also cut my hair I had super long hair and that I always wore in pigtails because I had read an article saying you make better tips than pigtails I was like you know what since I'm putting in my time my hair will always be up in pigtails but then I started experiencing some postpartum hair loss. So it was just way easier to chop it all off. So it's kind of funny because it was right as I was like stopped waitressing and I transitioned as a bartender, I was like, oh, you're new. I was like, well, actually I've been here for a month, but I have short hair. So it's probably why you don't recognize me. 
I've never heard that. Where'd you, uh, where'd you pick up that statistic? I, I think TikTok initially told me that. And then I looked it up just because I figured you can't take everything TikTok says to heart. Yeah. You have to do a little bit of deep diving. So I think I did a Google search. If I find it again, I will forward it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting. You uh, know, uh, I've never really done any deep dives on uh, statistics on what gives you better tips or anything like that. I mean, it all it, to me, it would all depend on where you at the uh, the location, and truthfully, what decade? Because uh, I I started bartending in the '90s and uh, stopped bartending in the uh, in the like 2007, and fashions changed, hair changed a lot. Uh, between, you know, between the nineties and the two thousands and, you know, girl, women, girls with big hair, it went flat by the two thousands and jeans and a t-shirt was okay at first, you know, and then you had to have some kind of graphic on it or something, you know, to get attention. And yeah, it, it's confusing, but it would have to do with the times changing. That's interesting. I've never heard that before, uh, that, uh, you get more tips with, uh, well, uh, with pigtails, but, uh, I, I would have figured that would be more like a sanitary type of thing, you know, to avoid wearing a hairnet or something like that. But, um, that would be, well, that is true. I remember one time I did wear my hair down and they told me to put it up because they're like, if they find a long blonde hair in their food, it's your fault. I'm like, Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, but I've. I've always had, you know, the longest my hair ever got was uh, like early beetle haircut. That so I never wor- worried about that. Okay, your first night behind the bar, you're you're excited. Yeah. You're like, I've reached my goal. This is it. I'm going to be behind the bar. What was that like? So I started reapplying to places in March of this year when I had dropped off my resume to an Irish pub in town two days before St. Patrick's Day. And they're like, hey, are you free Friday? I wasn't, but it clearly sounded like they needed me for that day. So I was like, I, I just want to get behind the bar. So I cleared my plans and I was thrown behind the bar in an Irish pub on St. Patrick's Day. And it was great. I loved it. I remember my very first drink that I got was a Guinness. So I went to one of the head bartenders and I was like, hey, can you please teach me how to properly pour a Guinness? And she's like, honey, it's St. Patrick's Day. Just pour it. Like, nobody cares. I'm like, okay, cool. Got it. And then it was, I don't know, I was already like eight hours in, and I was handed a $100 bill. So I was like, hey, uh, what's this for? And they're like, it's for tonight. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, 100 Like, am I, because they weren't telling me to leave. So I was like, I'm still going to get tipped out at the end, right? And they're like, no, you're training. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm training. They're like, today's your first day. You're training. I was like, I understand that today's my first day, but I technically wasn't hired by here. I was just asked to help out for St. Patrick's day. And I, like I said earlier, I'm a horrible advocate for myself, but I put my foot down. I was just like, heck no, like this is not happening. So I like super respectful. I was just like, listen, I, like I said, I wasn't hired. I was just asked to help out. I was like, I'm not saying that anything's above me, but if I would have known that I was only making a hundred dollars tonight, to work St. Patrick's Day at an Irish pub in New Jersey, I would have politely declined. So thankfully I stayed 13 hours later. Um, I did get part of the cash tip out, Mm. but there actually was an error with the POS system. So I didn't get any of the cut from all the credit card tips, but I was just happy that I advocated for myself and got a little bit more than $100. Good for you. Um, They just kept saying that like I'm training 
and this is why I'm I'm only getting a hundred dollar bill. But I was like, but nobody's training. Like I'm I'm literally finding everything out by myself. Like I'm I'm finding where everything goes, what the routine is, like getting pushed and shoved because of of course I was in the way a lot of the time. I'm like, there's nobody nobody's training me. Like this is not <laughs> cool. Um but it was still like even with that going home with definitely not nearly as much money as I thought I was going to be going home with. I literally loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't care that I was coming home at five thirty in the morning and my kids were up. So I was going to have no rest. Um, my clothes were drenched just because of like all the spillage and opening up beers and all that stuff. Um, it was just such a cool experience. I literally loved every second of it. It was, and it was just finally, finally, I was behind the bar, pouring drinks, mixing cocktails. It was really cool. And everybody was happy because it was St. Patrick's Day. Sure. Now, that was something that uh, I never had, uh, I never got uh, happen to me. They just kind of threw me behind the bar and said, there's your liquor, there's the beer, there's your register, go for it. And I was like, well, okay. And when... Uh, my good friend who had been bartending a lot longer than me, she just started at the bar. She turned and looked at me and she goes, so uh, do, uh, does this place have the policy when uh, when you're you're getting trained, you give all the tips to the bartender, all, all of your tips to the bartender? And I said, what kind of bullshit rule is that? And she she's like, what? And I said, I've never heard of that in my life. Whatever <clears> tips <throat> you make, that's yours. You know, and because I thought it sounded ridiculous. And uh, since she already had a large following that followed her from her previous bar to this bar, I had zero business that night because I, I wasn't well known in town. And I had just replaced the two bartenders that were there. Uh, they'd both mm-hmm. got fired for um, selling pot behind the bar. But um, I just replaced them. So nobody was coming to see me because nobody knew me. And, but when she came in, she brought all of her customers from her other bar. So I spent most of the time just watching Comedy Central, but, and just allowing her to make her money just because I, that's the way I thought that it's only fair. She's serving them. That's the way it should be. And, yeah, and you tell basically the same story. They, they told you, uh, here's your hundred dollars. Thanks for showing up. And it's what I'm, you know, that's that doesn't sound right to me, but I guess some bars do right. have that rule. Yeah, I was I was definitely shocked. I like left the bar around midnight. I went outside really quick and I called my husband. Woke him up. Woke him up and I was like, "What should I do?" He's like, "I don't know. You've already been there for eight hours." He's like, "I guess hang it out." And I was like, "Okay, I'll hang it out." Um, and like I said, I stayed until uh, it closed at three thirty. But because of the the tip out issue, we didn't get out of there until five thirty. But I'm glad I did because, like I said, I got a little bit more than a hundred dollars. Um, I'm glad that I like put my foot down and advocated for myself, but I was just like, man, I was just, it was just so unfortunate. I was so upset because it's like a place in my town. It's like, we go here. <laughs> I'm going to be able to keep going here. But, but I know, um, back in the day, actually my husband used to bar back and he had told me like super early on when, even before I got a job, he's like, make sure like those that are going to restock your ice and bring up, uh, you know, refill your cabinets and whatever. He's like, make sure you treat them right. Um, I was raised in a household that you treat the janitor just as nicely as you treat the CEO. So I wasn't worried about it at all. But the other day, um, just out of the goodness of his heart, one of the waiters, it was slow for them, busy for me behind the bar. He's like, hey, do you need ice? And I was like, yes, I would love ice. So it's a hassle. 
they got me two rounds of ice. I was, or he got me two rounds of ice. I was so grateful for that. So like at the end of the night, I threw him, which I don't remember exactly how much I threw him, but I remember like calling my husband. I was like, is this enough? Like you far back, like tell me. Um, he's like, yeah, that's funny. Um, two rounds of ice. Like, yeah, that's really nice of you. So I gave it to him and I said, it. I was like, Hey, listen, I know I'm new here. I don't know what the routine is, but you hooked me up by getting me this ice. I was like, is this enough? Like, what are you, like, what are you expecting? He's like, I've never been thrown money before like this for just doing it. Cause like he was actively working. He was wait, uh, uh, serving. Um, but it was just slow. So he just helped me out. He's like, nobody's ever done this before. He's like, I appreciate this. He's like, if you would have given me two bucks, it would have been great. And I was like, are you sure? Like call me out if I'm being cheap right now. Like, I just want to be fair. Cause like, I really appreciate it. Like you helped me out. Um, so it was like nice that like my husband gave me some background information cause he had bar packed back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. You now, um, uh, I've never had to bar back before and I've, I've seen, uh, bar backs run their ass off the whole time. Yeah. I mean, the bartender, yeah, they're, they're pouring the drinks. They're, uh, being entertaining. Cause basically, uh, you're the entertainment for the night when you're a bartender, you're entertaining this, all these people sitting at the bar, you're telling the jokes, you're listening to questions and, and, you know, making answers and, but the bar backs making, you know, making sure you got ice, your beer is stocked, the keg blue, I'll take care of it. And, uh, yeah, they do, uh, they deserve a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, but they're also learning at the same time. I mean, uh, there was a person that once told me that they were teaching their bar back about all the liquors, uh, as they were, you know, doing all this stuff. Okay. This is your single malts. These are your, uh, these are your whiskeys. These are your vodkas. And, you know, we put them here, 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 and here. Uh, and you know, as a, if you're a good bar back, you're also learning, uh, so you can eventually get to the front of the bar, but, right. uh, yeah, I mean, to, to have somebody that's on the ball like that, that's awesome. I mean, uh, in corporate restaurants, uh, like I, I was telling you about there, I had somebody on the show that talked about that, or I've had quite a few people on the show where they talked about, they finish off their shift. And back when I worked in mom and pop stores, I'd, tip out my dishwasher. I tip out my, uh, cook if, uh, they, if they hook, hook me up and, uh, and it was all just what I felt, you know, it was just like, Hey, appreciate the help. Have a good night uh, right before they leave. And, um, but some of the corporate restaurants, they have this list. Okay. You give this much of a percentage to the cooks. This, you give this much of a percentage to, uh, your dishwasher, this much of a percentage to your, um, bussers and it's based on sales. And, um, I would like to discourage people from working in an atmosphere like that, because a lot of these people I talk to when they work that way, they, um, they realize that they're going home in the negative. They didn't make enough money to even pay for the gas to get to work that day. And, okay. uh, you know, and it sounds like that you don't work in that type of environment. You work in a, uh, a mom and pop store. Sounds like I do. And the owners are cool. I'm sure they're great. Uh, uh, you said you went to that bar previously as a customer. I did actually. My husband and I had a routine. We went there all the time, but we initially, when we moved into town, we had gone into a routine because we went to couples therapy every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And after a couple of therapy, we went to that bar because they had great drinks, great atmosphere, but it was also Taco Tuesday and their Taco Tuesday menu was phenomenal. 
So we got into that routine. Tuesday now, or did Taco Bell take with that over? Nah, what? Nah. Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But yeah, was, uh, so we had been there before. Um, we would always spend St. Patrick's Day there. So finally, it's just like, why don't I just apply here? Like, it's just such a great atmosphere. We love coming here, whether it's just us or with our kids. Um, and then, yeah, I'm so grateful I did because, like I said, the owner gave me an opportunity, gave me a chance, um, a chance that nobody else was giving me. So I'm just like forever in debt to him because of this opportunity. Mm. Oh, it's an Irish pub. Are you prepared for your first it Irish is. fight? <laughs> Uh, I hope uh, no. Maybe I don't know because I'm I'm coming in at five foot one, but I feel like I can hold my own thanks to my previous industry. I apologize to any Irish listeners to this podcast for making that joke, but <laughs> come on, let's admit it, guys. Uh, I it that was a horrible joke, but I'm going to leave it in the show anyway. <laughs> um, it's good. I like it. Another piece of advice I'd give to you: uh, one of the best things that uh, I feel that made me feel good. Um, I noticed that there was this, you mentioned that you bring your kids into the restaurant. I noticed there was this couple that had a baby that couldn't have been more than three months old and the baby was fussy. The parents would take turns eating their food and one would stand up, walk back and forth in the restaurant. Okay. Your turn to take a lap and you know, they'd eat you know, And then eventually I got this bright idea. I went and got some of the, my uh, my boss got some of this all-natural uh, fruit mix for daiquiris and stuff like that. And no sugar, it's just real fruit. And so I went over to the blender, which, if you listen to my show, I'm not a big fan of blenders. We hate blenders. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went over to the blender, blend up, uh, blended up just a little bit, put it in a rocks glass, walked over to the table, gave him a little spoon, and I said, here, try that. And then the uh, then the father sat down. And took a little spoonful, baby was fussy, and then it went into its mouth, and all of a sudden the baby was quiet, eyes wide open, mouth wide open, ready for another spoonful. And the parents were like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> and I, was like, I hope they kissed you nicely. Uh, it wasn't was my, so even my section. I, it wasn't even my Aww. section, so I don't even know. But uh, I just, it, it. I thought it was, you know, just, I wonder if I can help them out a little bit. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, keeping an eye on what's going on the whole restaurant, not just your bar or your section that, uh, that can be good for you and good for the restaurant. And all I got, yeah. like I, like you said, I hope, I hope they gave you a good tip. No, I, that wasn't even my section. So I don't, uh, I don't know if they tipped the server, but it was just me saying, I feel sorry for them. So let's see if I can right. help them out. Now, uh, you know, it's, and then of course, afterwards I was worried how much sugar was in that? Because maybe that baby may be crawling <laughs> on the ceiling right about now. So future future parent problems. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that old uh, saying? Any children that give us trouble, we'll give them a, a puppy and an espresso and send them home or something. <laughs> so anyway, uh, tiny potions. Now you caught my attention. You've made uh, you've made your own. See, I'm going to take that opportunity where I had a brain fart and put a commercial in there. It's really cool. <laughs> now, Tiny Potions, this is your own business, your own concoction. How did that get started? So I was struggling with becoming a stay-at-home mom just because as much as I love the position, I just felt like my brain cells were slowly dying. I really missed my prior career just because I worked so hard to get where I was sailing in the Merchant Marine and everything changed in the blink of an eye. 
um, I, and also I was struggling to getting a part-time job as a bartender as well. So actually my husband and I were vacationing with our daughter in St. Thomas for my 30th birthday. And I finally opened up to my husband and told him that I was struggling a little bit. And he said, at the time I had kind of just started my TikTok. I was so anti-TikTok for the longest time, but I was just like, you know what? Bars keep saying I don't have any experience, so let me make my TikTok about mixing cocktails to show them that I do have some experience that I've learned other ways, not behind a bar, just to show them that I could be useful. And at the same time as doing my TikTok of mixing cocktails every other night, whatever our routine was, I would also for fun make simple syrups on the side just so I had more things to use in my cocktails. And my husband was like, you really love making simple syrups. Why don't we try that? Why don't we make a business out of that? And then the second I got home, I just dove deep into it, started getting glass samples, local samples. I hired a artist to do my logo because I am not artistically inclined in that sense. And just out of nowhere. So it started end of April. And then I believe I got my first order end of May. And then I officially launched my website middle of June and that was of last year. So I just passed my one year anniversary and yeah, it's just something fun that I do on the side. Well, that's great. Uh, in this day and age, it's great when people uh, can start up their own businesses like that. Now, how did you learn to make simple syrup? I think I just Googled it one day. I, I really love lavender. So I remember lavender being, um, just something I loved incorporating in cocktails. So I think I just Googled how to make lavender simple syrup, got a basic recipe and just went from there, made it stronger, um, played around with it, made like added spices to it. So it wouldn't just be lavender. Um, and yeah, just went from there trial and error in my kitchen. So lavender was your first, uh, flavored simple syrup that you made at home. And, but it's not, I don't, I haven't launched that one yet just cause I figured out of all the simple syrup, lavender is one of the, most popular. So I've been trying to do other syrups that people can't easily get, but everybody keeps asking me to launch a lavender. So maybe, maybe I'll make it happen one of these days. Um, so what flavors do you have? I initially launched with five, um, coffee. And as of right now, it is still Kona coffee from coffee that my dad grew in Kona, Hawaii himself. So that one is limited edition just because I have about two boxes left for my dad to roast and then for me to eventually use in future syrups. And then I don't know where we're going to go from there. That's a future Chelsea problem. But my bestseller is coffee. And I have jalapeno, lemon, hibiscus, and mint. That's what I launched with. And then since starting it up, I have introduced butterfly pea flower, pumpkin spice, and glitter. Uh, what's uh, what's glitter? Glitter. I found a company. Actually, there's a few companies out there. Um, they make edible glitter, and I just made a simple syrup out of it. So it's it's so fun. It makes your cocktail so fun to work with. Um, I actually got really lucky. One of my um, local customers that I got from Simple Syrup. She's a regular at the bar that I work at right now. And she actually spoke to the head bartender one day when she saw me working there. She said, hey, that waitress, because I was waitressing at the time, makes simple syrups and they're really good. Like I order from her all the time. And the uh, regular had said to the head bartender that 
they should use my simple syrups in their summer cocktail list. So um, one day the head bartender came up to me, he's like, why don't you tell me you make simple syrups? And I was like, I don't, I, I just didn't know. I was like, I just, I'm just trying to focus on getting behind the bar. I didn't want to like, I don't know, also throw my small business in your face. And he's just like, no, you should tell me. He's just like, tell me what flavors you got. And then next thing I know, he is using three of my simple syrups in their summer cocktail list. So that was super exciting. So for the past like three weeks, um, I think two, two or three of the shifts that I worked as a bartender at the Celtic Corner, I was mixing cocktails for locals, for regulars with my own simple syrups. So that's really cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have a menu of drinks to go with your simple syrups or suggestions? I do on my actual logo. There is a cocktail on each logo, a different cocktail per, for each simple syrup. And then when somebody gives me an order, I have like a little sheet um, that I give them of these are ideas, uh, ways that you can incorporate your simple syrup into different cocktails and mocktails. So I'll give people just like to help them out, give them a little base point of how to use each syrup. That's great. Uh so when you're starting a business like that, I've, I've talked to people who have uh, started uh, their own whiskey brands or uh, their own rums. Now you're starting a simple syrup company. Now I'm old school bartender. Simple syrup came out a, of a clear ketchup bottle and you know, it, it wasn't uh, hugely special, but you have a beautiful logo uh, on your bottles and a very cool bottle. You know, uh, the bottle is very eye catching. Uh, how long did it take to develop all that? I would say roughly two minutes or sorry, two months. Oh my gosh. I would say roughly two months. It was a little bit trial and error trying to find just because everything at the end of the day is about cost. But I also wanted to stay true to myself being organic was really important to me and using fresh ingredients was, is really important to me. So a lot of it was trial and error, um, finding an inexpensive glass bottle. I was, I'm also trying to avoid using plastic as much as possible because I also want to be environmentally friendly. So, um, the price of gas has really, or the price of glass has really risen since the pandemic. So a lot of it was trial and error, just trying to find companies that could provide me with the glass bottle I had dreamed of but also an affordable price because nobody's going to buy a simple syrup for $50. Mm. Um, and then it was just, so just a lot of Googling, a lot of searching of plastic list products and who is cost effective. And then also staying true to being organic. Um, a lot of it with my recipes, a lot of that was also trial and error of how best to use the ingredients and get the most out of it. And then also to see if there's any way I can hint, use the ingredient after I'm done with it. So when I'm done making my Kona coffee, simple syrup, I use the coffee grinds as I add it to soap, handmade soap, and also as a body scrub. And then when I'm done using the jalapenos for my jalapeno simple syrup, I pickle the jalapenos for my dad and he literally can't get enough of it. He keeps asking me to give him more. (laughs) (laughs) Way to keep uh, reusing it until it's not usable anymore. That that's amazing. Trying, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm thinking about working with a company that will use my um, waste from like the peels, or lemon peels, and stuff like that um, to compost it. Just because I don't have the space in my own home to compost it properly, but that's uh, something I am looking into as well. 
That's amazing. That's a brilliant idea. That I'm, I really admire that. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, well, you've told us a lot about, um, you, uh, you, you wanted to be a bartender or you started your own business or you wanted to spend more time with your, uh, you know, you've, uh, with your kids, you've, uh, you've set goals for yourself and, uh, and you've main remained headstrong through every single one of those goals from the stories that you've told me so far. Um, what advice do you have for other people? Uh, you know, people that are trying to start their own business or try to be a good parent or, you know, there's a job out there. They've got their, uh, they've got their eyes set on it and how to stay motivated because it sounds like you've got tons of motivation. And is there something you can share about that? Gosh, I'm not sure. Um, I, mean, what, I feel like nobody's ever asked me for advice before. Um, I mean, like I said, I was struggling to get a bartending position. So I was like, okay, I need to make my resume look as good as possible. So I just went, I went to Staples. No, not Staples. Oh my gosh. I went to Barnes & Noble and got bartending books because I figured I need to learn every other way until somebody will finally throw me behind a bar. Um, I'm really big on, I need to physically do things. I need to like physically mix the cocktail so I can memorize it. I'm a hands-on person. Um, I do like to read, but still like there is only also much you can do without hands-on experience, but read books, uh, keep on applying. Like I said, I did restrict myself because I didn't want to be far from home. And maybe that is a factor into why it took me a while to get a bartending job, but I mean, I can look at my computer. I've like applied to over a hundred places because every single place I redid my resume and redid my cover letter, but just keep trying. Cause the worst that you can do is get no's and it sucks, especially after you get, just keep getting no's after a while. Um, but just keep with it. Keep trying. There is somebody out there that will just see something in you and just say, we have to have you. That's exactly what happened to me. It took two and a half years to get to this point. Listen to podcasts. I remember Googling which are the best podcasts to listen to for bartending and yours was at the top of the list. So I started with you. I have, I feel bad. I have other bartending podcasts that I follow, but I only listen to yours. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> and I Nothing against the other guys. I appreciate but... that. <laughs> Nothing against everybody, everybody else has a, a bartending podcast, but I'm cool if you're just listening to mine. <laughs> I, I, you have taught me a lot, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, well, I I've learned a lot listening. of lessons the easy way. Yeah, uh, you know, take some of my smart ass remarks worth a grain of salt, and you know, try to don't get in trouble like I used to. But, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I've got to actually get my hands on this stuff, and uh, it's it's really tough to when you're starting out because I've, I've told the story a dozen times where I got out of bartending school and they had job placement assistance. And I went to this one place that they sent me to and they said, Oh, I'm sorry. We're looking for somebody with more experience. And I looked them right in the eye and I said, then why did you call the bartending Academy? And I got up and walked away. Uh, truthfully, uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time, she was like, you could have saved that. And I was just like, no, I didn't like the attitude. And, you know, right. And so it was better just to walk away than be pissed off at, uh, at that job and end up quick six, six months later and be unemployed again. But, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really admire the, uh, that you're, uh, 
you wanted to, you wanted to be with your kids and, but in you, you, the being the state, uh, being the stay at home mom, I've, uh, I, I'm a guy, I don't have kids. I don't understand that, but, uh, or fully, um, but, uh, wanting to be with your kids that, um, that's a, a really big deal. And you managed to find something that made you happy and managed to uh, be with your kids. That's great. Yes, thank you. How, how old are your kids now? I have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter and an eight-month-old son. Eight-month-old son. Uh, two, wow. Uh, the two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, I bet she's just now, you said she was just now speaking in complete sentences. So she's getting really interesting, I'm sure. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, do you have to uh, watch your language around her now? <laughs> uh, not yet, but I definitely have to start because I definitely have a sailor's mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm like, my husband and I are constantly like smacking each other. Like, don't use that word. Like, she's going to start picking up on it. She's going to start saying it. <laughs> so it's been fun. It's been interesting, that's for sure. And your son, I'm sure, is crawling all over the house and yep. being a terror. Crawling, pulling himself up. Yep. <laughs> Seething, seething is so hard on him right now. I feel terrible, mm. but he'll get through it. Yeah, uh, that's great. Uh, uh, that, yeah, you sounds like you're doing a great job, and I'm, uh, I was really happy to uh, talk to you about your getting started. You know, you uh, you've only been a bartender for a short while, but the origin story of being a bartender, how you got to be there, that's always really cool. So uh, it's like. Uh, you can't just start with Captain America being Captain America. You have to see him as Steve Rogers first, you know? Right. But anyway, um, we're coming up on the end of the show. Chelsea, thank you so much for being on the show. Would you like to take a minute to let people know how to get a hold of you or find find out more about Tiny Potions? Absolutely. So you can find Tiny Potions on, we have a website. We have TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, also Twitter, but I'm very terrible at updating Twitter, but it's all under the same name as Tiny's Potions. And for all the Hey Bartenders listeners, if you put in an order, um, you can put in Hey Bartenders for 5% off your order. Cool. (laughs) Discount for my uh, listeners. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, maybe thank you for having me. Maybe we'll catch up a little bit later when you've got a little bit more time behind the bar and then uh, see where you're at. Sounds great. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. It is officially last call, people. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar. Get your last drink before you go home. Now, I'd like to thank Chelsea Patterson for being on the show. Uh, I really appreciated her coming on. Uh, and she's brand spanking new to the whole industry and it's really fun to listen to the point of view that comes up and hear the drive that she had that she wanted to become a bartender and she was you know she's like okay i'm cool with doing this for a while but you know you gotta get me to where i want to be or else you know i'm out of here and some uh some people can't afford to do that some people can uh but you know it's uh, should it influence all of you people, you know, if you, there's something out there you want, just go ahead and get it. I mean, what's the worst they could say is no, move on to the next spot. And a quick reminder, you people, she said it during the show and just remind you guys uh, about it. Go to tinypotions.com. Go check out their inventory. Go get a couple samples of their simple syrup and remember to use 
coupon code HEYBARTENDER for 5% off your entire order. That's right. She is giving a special Hey Bartender podcast coupon for anybody that listens to this show, which I'm hoping is a lot of you. So head over to tinypotions.com, use coupon code HEYBARTENDER. Also remember, visit cwspirits.com. There they have a wide selection of liquor choices that you can choose from. Go pick out your favorite, or maybe try something new. And just remember to use coupon code HEY5 at checkout. Get 5% off your entire order. All orders over $125 get free shipping. Can't beat that deal. Big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for their single, Dr. Bartender. I use it for my theme song. I use it for uh, my Instagram TikTok posts. Uh, I'm so grateful that they've always let me use it. Um, Go check out some of their stuff. They're on Spotify. They're on Apple Music. They are great rockabilly bands, so make sure you go check them out. Also, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, you want to be a guest, you want to promote yourself a little bit, or maybe have a few stories you want to tell, just email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to read what you have to say on the air, or if you want to be a guest on the show, I'd love to have you. Uh, Also, there's a link in the description of this podcast where you can actually leave me a voicemail. Please leave me some voice messages, and you probably, well, you most likely will hear yourself on an episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. If you have a question, if you have a statement, I'd be willing to hear it and uh, use it for a future show. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. All of those are at Hey Bartender Podcast. And I'm on Twitter once in a while. I might poke my head in, check, see what's going on. But I'm not on there a lot. But that's uh, Hey Bartender PO1. Um, Go to the www.heybartenderpodcast.com. I sell t-shirts there promoting the podcast. You buy a t-shirt, you help support a podcast. Make you feel good, doesn't it? But until next time, I got all that uh, stuff out of the way where I try to pay the bills, uh, which I don't have any bills, and so it's lucky I don't have any money to pay it. But uh, I got all that stuff out of the way. Please help support Hey Bartender Podcast so I can keep bringing you new shows with new guests and uh, have a lot of fun. I do, I do have a lot of fun doing this. Um, but until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, I wish you all lots of love lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Get out. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.